Hello, this is Tim Price. I want to welcome you to the podcast. I have a little bit of a scratchy throat, but still wanted to share this podcast for today that goes along with the blog post on timpriceblog.com. And the title is Three Reasons Why People Have Trouble When Others Succeed. We're thankful you've connected here with the Tim Price Christian Life and Leadership Podcast. Our hope is to help church ministry leaders and Christians in general stay focused on the things that matter in life. We know there are a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, but you're here and we're grateful. If you have any questions, please reach out through email at timpriceblog.com slash podcast. Now on to today's show. Well, in a kingdom view, we really do want the best for others. We encourage others to succeed. When we're living our best lives, when we're living a life that's totally content, focused on Christ and walking faithfully, then we want to make sure that we are celebrating the wins for other people. And we do that confidently. When a ministry or a ministry leader is making a difference, we want to make sure that we understand this is a win for the church with a capital C, and we want to celebrate that as well. But for whatever reason, and I know it's happened to me, there are times when people have trouble watching others succeed. The reasons that I'm going to share here in just a moment came from a recent book that I just read called Burn the Boats by Matt Higgins. Some great insights into the tagline of the boat, which is tossing plan B overboard and moving ahead with your life, living a life unleashed. And also for the Christian, moving ahead in life as the Lord calls, leads, and directs. So whether this post is for you to come to terms with the success of someone around you, or it's you who needs to move ahead in spite of the criticism, I thought this was pretty neat to share. The reasons this author believes that people have trouble with others' success. The first one is envy. This one is obvious and probably the most prominent from what I could imagine. Too often we lash out at the success of someone because it reminds us of the success that we wish we had in our own lives. And so that is pretty self-explanatory. You look around, you wish you had done this, you wish you could do this or that. You see one of your friends or one of your colleagues and they actually go about and do it. I get this every once in a while when I hear goals from people who are leaders in, in similar arenas than me. And lives are busy. Everybody has busy schedules. Everybody's got a lot of hustle and a lot of things going on in life. But some of these leaders will somehow prioritize these spectacular things to do with their families on vacation or on some kind of trip or some kind of goal in life. And I hear that sometimes and I get this little tinge of like, man, I wish I had thought of that or I wish I could be that disciplined or organize my life in that way. A lot of times, even in that little bit of envy that I could sense rising up, it actually motivates me, inspires me to go ahead and take the step and schedule something on my own. So in that sense, it's good, but I definitely understand that envy is part of the reason why people have trouble with others' success. The second one is discomfort. I thought this was kind of intriguing, a different perspective, because sometimes we may sense the antagonistic view of others regarding someone's success because they truly are more comfortable with the status quo. Success means change. You could think about it from the standpoint of maybe a promotion or a move or something that's going to kind of uh, change your job or title or role or your, your time frames or, or whatever it is. It can move the status quo away from everyday stuff to something altogether different. And change will bring about discomfort much of the time. And so this may not even be a malicious kind of uh, 
envy from somebody. It's more like they really don't want things to be different. And so you have envy, you have discomfort. The third is exposure. And I think this is probably the worst of the reasons. When someone may feel the need to cut down the perceived successful person because they begin to feel inferior by comparison. And I've mentioned many times on this podcast, especially for ministry leaders, that comparison is a joy stealer. It just takes the life right out of you. You can look around, you can always find a bigger church, a better leader, a better preacher, a better pastor, but that doesn't negate who you are and where God has you right now in this moment. Your church has you. You are their pastor. You are their leader. You are their uh, shepherd. You are their preacher. You are their person who's going to be there for them. And so no matter where your giftedness feels like it is, God has you there for a reason. But this idea of feeling like successful people have made you feel inferior by comparison, that's what it talks about in terms of exposure. Instead of working to build their own success, these folks might sense their inadequacies and somehow decide to just sort of um, cut the other person down. And so the, they basically feel exposed by comparison. They feel like they're called out, they're imposters, whatever you'd like to call that. So those are the three reasons that he had in his book why people do not do well with other people's success and why they might even criticize it. Envy, discomfort, and exposure. Exposing what they feel they are in terms of a failure in whatever capacity. So I was intrigued by this part of his book. It's something called the tall poppy syndrome. I'd never heard it before. Maybe it's a, a new thing that everybody knows about, but it was interesting to me. The phrase came from Australia and New Zealand area, and evidently, it is really important to keep the poppies all the same rough size, roughly, because it's more beautiful. So more uniform, people like it that way. So much so that if one poppy becomes super healthy and grows much taller than the others, they actually will cut it down. And this has become a metaphor for those who cut down or criticize others who are succeeding. These types of attitudes have translated into so many areas in life, from promotions in the workplace, from programs being cut for gifted students, for comparison, for bullying on social media. You can, you can see it almost everywhere. So what do we do? What does the believer do with this information? In one way, this information is kind of depressing. But in another way, it's inspiring. And we need to take advantage of the inspiring side of things. So here's just five things you can think about. One, be confident enough to be an encourager of successful people around you. Believe it or not, many successful people have the same insecurities that you do. And so being able to lift them up, to humbly kind of celebrate and encourage them is in a sense, going to lift you up as well, because they're going to notice that, they're going to sense that, and you're going to be known as an encourager. Number two, invest the energy you're expending in comparison on becoming more successful yourself. Focus on your work. Get down to the nitty gritty. Get moving. Stop worrying about what others are doing. Stay in your lane and move forward in life. And you'll be surprised what all will come about when you're not looking side to side, trying to see what other people are doing. Number three, <clears throat> keep a kingdom mindset of serving. We are all called to be faithful, 
and to work with what we have where God has placed us. So we keep living out our calling and trust that God has you where he wants you right now, as I already mentioned earlier. Number four, when you find yourself with any of these attitudes, don't turn inward and sulk. Turn outward and help others. We most often have a better sense of self-worth when we are serving than when we are cutting down and complaining or sulking or hibernating. So turn outward. And then the last one, pray for those around you. People are successful and people want to feel like they are. Have you ever thought that everyone has a dream to accomplish? Pray for them to make it happen. When you're talking with somebody, when you're being that audience, when you're being that encourager, pray for that person, your coworker, colleague, family member, friend, neighbor, whoever it is, to accomplish what they want to accomplish. At the same time, be a part of helping them do it. And at the same time, all that simultaneously works to help you continue on living a faithful life. So there are reasons why people have trouble when others succeed. We don't want to give in to envy, discomfort, or exposure. We for sure don't want to take part in the tall poppy syndrome. What we want to do is make sure that we have a kingdom mindset. Thank you for listening. I'll speak with you next time, and hopefully by then my voice is a little bit better. Thanks. Harvest Ministry Teams, the sponsor of this podcast, has been in existence since 1996 with the mission to go out to sing, serve, and share the love of Christ and to raise up the next generation of ministry leaders and Christian disciples. In case you haven't experienced Harvest before, check out our music at harvestministryteams.com music. We have worship songs, kids songs, instrumental albums, and more on Spotify, YouTube, and Amazon. Thank you. Thank you.